Okay, the questions have been around creation, around end times, Jesus' return, and so on. So we continue with some of this, alright? We did not manage to finish. So now this was the question we left out the last time. When... Okay, Noah is here, alright? So it's Noah's question. Now when Satan is thrown... Let's turn to Revelation first. Revelation chapter 9. Revelation chapter 9. Uh, no, no. Uh, Revelation chapter 11. 11. Let's look at 11 first. Revelation chapter 11. The two witnesses. And I think, oh, 20. Revelation 20, I'm sorry. That's where the question started from. Revelation 20. Okay, let us read verse 3 about Satan being cast into the bottomless pit. Let's read verse 2 and 3. 2 and 3. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil, and Satan, and bound him a thousand years, and cast him into the bottomless pit, and shut him up, and set a seal upon him, that he should not be nations no more. In a thousand years to be fulfilled, and after that, he must be loosed. A little season. Okay, so now the picture here is this. So, when does the thousand years begin? Let's see if you remember. Shama, do you remember when does the thousand years of Christ's rule on earth begin? After what? I think you already answered this question. Yeah, but some may not remember. So when, when does it begin? Because I've got to get that picture first. When does 1,000 years begin? <coughs> Say again? Very good. So after the tribulation, seven years of tribulation. Now, what we are reading is the beginning of this 1,000 years. Right? Now, God says in the beginning of this 1,000 years, Satan will be cast into the bottomless pit. Bottomless pit. And then at the end of 1,000 years, he'll be let loose. This is a physical, real 1,000 years, huh? not imagination. So 1,000 years. So the question is this. At this point when Satan is cast into this bottomless pit, um, Noah's question is, um, when Satan is thrown into the bottomless pit, does he spend 1,000 years, because he's released here, right? Does he spend 1,000 years just falling and falling? Falling because it's bottomless pit. So, and third year, 1,000 years later, released. So, does he spend 1,000 years there? Ah! Then you open the lid. Ah! That's all you hear. It goes. Ah! Is it like that? Right. Spend 1,000 years falling, and then at the end of 1,000 years, let him out. Okay, no one wants to add to the question. I actually question. didn't ask this question, they, uh, my sister actually asked <laughs> Okay, so your sister, so your good brother, you're submitted on your sister's behalf. Okay, so the question is this, bottomless pit. Is it keep falling and falling and falling? Now, this word, bottomless pit, this word is found in other parts of scriptures. Right, it's found in other parts of scriptures. Um, for example, um, Luke 8.31 Luke 8.31 Luke chapter 8 
verse 31. Or let's read verse 30 to 32. Luke chapter 8, verses 30 to 32. Shall we read together? And Jesus asked him, saying, What is thy name? And he said, Legion, because many devils were entered into him. And they besought him that he would not command them to go into the deep. And there were, was there and heard of many swine feeding on the mountain. And besought him that he would suffer them to enter into them. And he suffered them. Uh, sorry, verse 33 as well. Then went the devils out of the man and entered into the swine. And the herd ran violently down into the steep, into the lake, and were choked. Okay, now, you see this word in verse 31. You see the word deep? Deep? Hmm? It's the same word in Revelation, which is translated as bottomless pit. Bottomless pit. Alright, so now this word in the Bible is used to describe that. Very deep. How deep? Don't know how deep. But just very deep. Like this, like these devils, they ran into the swine and then they ran into this deep place, right? How deep was that part of the water, that, that part of the sea? It's just very deep. That is the point, alright? In fact, now, um, Shalomia, have you come across the word abyss? Abyss. In school? Learn this word, abyss. Alright, abyss. In fact, we get this word abyss from the Greek word abuso. Abuso. Alright? Abuso is the Greek word. That's how we get the word abyss in English. Abuso is the word bottomless pit or deep. What is an abyss, Shalomia? Like very big hole. The abyss. How deep is an abyss? Very deep. How deep is very deep? Just very deep. When you use the word abyss, you're trying to point out the fact that this is like so deep you do not know how deep. Understand? Okay? So when the Bible says bottomless pit, is it really saying it is it is really no bottom? Well, one thing we know it is saying this. What did what did the angel do? The angel have the key. The key. Alright, the key. The key to this. That's all. That is described that he used a key. He opened. Now, is it physical or not? But there's a description. There's an opening. Alright, and then Satan will be cast into a place where it is an abyss. Where it's so deep. How deep? Don't know. He's in there. But the question is about falling, right? Falling. Falling. We do not know if this place has gravity. In fact, it is described sometimes, used to describe where God cast the demons in there. We do not know whether there's gravity means when Satan is cast in there, does he fall? Does he fall? It could be he's just cast in there, no gravity, so Satan is just in there. There's only one way out. It's so deep. No way out the other side. There's only one way out is same through here. Hmm? So in the end, it will be the same exit. That's just the description. Okay? So, um, the 
answer to your question is he's simply describing a very deep place whether he is falling or just floating no one knows but we know that he's locked in there the only way out is when God releases him he cannot try and find a back door there ain't no back door that's why we say bottomless pit right so it's bottomless pit in the middle of the earth cannot be right because the earth is limited if bottomless pit is in the middle of the earth somehow you come out the other end of the earth right so where is the bottomless pit don't know it's a place where it is so deep is hell in the middle of the earth we don't know hell is a place okay doesn't mean it's in the middle of the earth yes uh samuel your question um how long will it take Satan to come out when um, the angel? I'm not sure. How long will it take Satan to come out when God opened the, the opening? How many seconds he's out? Okay. God doesn't describe, but um, he will come out. Okay, I'm sure he will be very quick. He wants to come out, and what he'll do, he deceive the nations again, right? So Bible doesn't describe, but he will come out. Alright? Okay. Now, if you are a true believer at that time, you'll be here, right? Samuel will be here. Then Samuel can say, I remember asking that question. I'll see how far it comes up. Okay, so now that is God's description. Any other questions? Someone has a question? No? Okay, a beast, deep place, locked there. Got gravity or not? No one knows. But he's locked there. No way out except when God releases him. Okay? Alright, good. Now, next question. Why did God why did God not get rid of Satan already? Why don't God just get rid of Satan already? Right? Why don't you just get rid of Satan already? Now Satan Satan is not locked up now, yeah? Satan, right? Wicked, wicked Satan. Now Satan is not locked up now. Satan will continue to trouble people. Extra until this 1000 years, then he's locked up. Why don't God just lock up Satan now? Now, instead of waiting to the end of the tribulation, why? Anyone want to guess? Philip, you want to guess? No. Any adults want to guess? No? Why? I don't know why. Do you know why? Does the Bible very clearly say why? I can guess some reasons. There are some. Oh, yes. Is it God using him to to do some of his work? Yes, there are few there are few things we can see what God is doing and and make some um, guess that these are possible reasons. Okay, but did God very specifically say? Um, at least I, I I don't know of any. Yeah, so one of it is for God to show that he is sovereign. You know what is sovereign? Sovereign means God is the one who chooses and God decides. So God says, I do not lock up Satan. Now, in God's sovereignty, God always achieves his aim. Hmm? God says, I let Satan be there. But does it mean that God cannot lock up Satan here? God has no power? No, God is sovereign. He can lock up Satan anytime. But in God's plan, he chooses only at this point. Now, a few things the Bible seems to say. Christians, well, first thing I say it is, we have to be clear first. 
If Satan gets locked, uh, this Mag Maggie's question. Maggie, if Satan gets locked up now, so you say, why don't God lock up him, lock him up already? Why do you want God to lock him up already? So that he so that he can't do bad things so that he can't make us sin is it? so he can't make us sin now let me ask you if God locks up Satan now hmm, now does it mean Jennifer does it mean if God locks up Satan now then Jennifer says yes yes then now I don't I don't have temptation he doesn't tempt me, he can't tempt me anymore Then I live a Christian life All those things that I don't like But he keeps tempting me Then I fall into sin Ah, he's locked up now Can't disturb me anymore Yes We will still sin because man was born with sin We will still sin <laughs> We will still sin Your best friend also agree We will still sin because man is born in sin So without Satan, will man still sin? Because you are born sinners. You are like to blame Satan? Why didn't you, why didn't you lie? No. Because Satan made me lie. Huh? Because Satan made me do this. Satan made me do that. Now how can you prove that even without Satan, man will sin? So you got one theological answer, correct? But how do you prove? Because Eve took the fruit that she should not take. Yes, after that Eve fell into sin, right? That's Satan tempting her. Satan deceiving her. But the question is, can you prove from the Bible that Caleb, without, without Satan, man will still sin? Oh, Shalomia knows the answer. Let, let Caleb try first. Caleb. We? We will have a great theological answer. We will have willful sin. Okay. Alright, all the young theologians in the congregation have just said, number one, because we are born sinners. Yeah, adults, I hope you're following the young people or the children. The second answer is because we have willful. Oh, sorry, willful sin. Willful sin. Okay, Shalomia. Because, wow, this one is, only kids think of it. Number three, because Eve tempted Adam without Satan. <laughs> so even without Satan, so husbands now you can blame your wife. <laughs> Why did you do this? Because my wife made me do this. Huh? Um, so you're saying, not only Satan is the tempter, other people will tempt you as well. Oh, you must be very experienced. Who has been doing that to you? Better? What? What else? Um, wouldn't Satan be like, be like allowing Eve to tempt Adam? Wouldn't Satan be like allowing Eve to tempt Adam? Yes. Eve does want... Satan does want Eve to tempt Adam. You're correct. But ultimately, Eve still did it, right? Do you understand what I'm saying? So she's saying that Eve tempted Adam. It is true Satan wants her to tempt Adam and Eve herself did it. Maybe why did he tempt Adam? Um, because Adam fell and you're not very close to Adam, you're very far from Adam already. So why are you a sinner? Because you're born in sin. <coughs> because you're born in sin, correct. So just the fact that we are born <laughs> sinners, we will sin. 
right? Whether Satan tempts us or not, we will sin. You tempt yourself. Now, the other one is after we are born, we also. So can you blame? I blame. I blame my parents for giving birth to me. Because I get birth, once I come out, I'm a sinner. I sin because I blame daddy mommy. Can I not? No, because after that, man will commit willful sin. Kira, how can you remember this? Because even I wasn't thinking of this. How can you remember this? Don't know, okay. Now, so theologically, these are very correct answers. Man will sin just because they are born sinners. So please, Satan is not the only one that made you sin. Don't always blame Satan. In your sinful nature, you lie. Satan made me lie. No, we are sinners. We lie. Okay? So Satan don't have to do that. Some things, yes, Satan tempt you. And the other one is we cannot blame anyone because once we are born, after that, we commit sin. Vinnie, do you remember what's their first sin? Don't remember. I always remember children, my nephew says, after some time, they just learn to lie. Not learn to lie. So after some time, they lie. You don't need to learn. After some time, they lie. Simple as that. Often, I see the first thing is lie. Even when they cannot talk, they lie. Do you agree? Did it happen to you all? When you, nah, 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 nah. Cannot talk, huh? And then something break on the floor. What do you do? Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> right? You call your brother, you call your sister. Nah, nah, nah. Right? Even when you can't talk, you already... Alright, we are born sinners, you come be willfully deceived. So these are theologically correct answers. We sin even without Satan. Okay? But can you prove, um, Shalomir, can you prove at one time that the Bible tells us that without Satan, man will still sin? Because now I know you still want to blame Satan. Can you think of a time? Yes. Satan get now Shama, do you know why I ask this question? Because I have to draw this. Satan get locked up here, right? Then during these 1,000 years, are there sinners at this time? God, right? There are sinners during this time also. When Satan arise, the sinners will follow Satan, remember? Right? So the proof is this that even when Satan is locked up here during this time without him man will still sin there are still sinners okay so without Satan man still continue to sin reject God because during this time Christ will judge them on earth also okay so as much as you want to think it's always Satan's fault remember we commit willful sin ourselves okay so wait let me see so why did God not get rid of Satan already? Now, now at this time, let's turn to James 1.3. James 
2 and 2 to 4, 2 to 4, reading, My brethren, come to all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trial of your faith works with patience, but let patience have a perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Now, God does say that God allows trials, temptations, to build us up. To build us up. Can you think of anyone that God allows Satan to go and do something to him, but the person is, did not commit any sin, but God allows Satan to go and trouble him and tempt him? Job. Job, right? God allowed Job to do that. And here we read, God says, I allow temptations, can be trials, can be difficulties in life. That is caused by Satan. Or can be temptations to sin by Satan. Hmm? But see, that will build you up. Now, please listen carefully. Brenda, is God saying, I want you to be tempted and then you will be strong? Tricky question, right? So think carefully. Because it's recorded. <laughs> so, that's the, it's God saying, I want, I want Satan to come and tempt Maggie. Tempt Maggie. Right? So that Maggie will fall into sin. Maggie fall into sin, then Maggie learn. It's God saying that. Cannot be. You're correct. God is not saying here, I, let, I want Satan to go around tempting people and then, yeah, they fall into sin, now they will learn. God is not saying, God does not want men to fall into sin. Understand that? Remember that. But God does describe that when a Christian goes through different difficulties in life, can be caused by Satan. And through that, as we begin to learn to trust in God, obey God. When you are tempted, God is not saying, I want you to sin. God says, as we are tempted, we trust in Him, we see Him helping us, and then we overcome sin by His strength. Our faith will get strengthened, you understand? Okay? Now, so that, that is one thing that God does talk about. God doesn't want you to sin. But through all this, did Job become stronger? When Job chose not to sin with his lips, with his action, did Job become stronger? Job, Job become stronger. Okay, now that's one. Now another, yes, like um, uh, Colin mentioned, does God use Satan to do his work? Satan will do wicked things, right? So when God used Satan to do his work, is God doing wicked things? Now, when God wants to judge man, sometimes he will just allow the sin of man. So Satan tempts men, men will do wicked things, right? And then in those wicked, sometimes God does use the wickedness of men to punish sinners. Do you agree? Does God use the wickedness of men to punish sinners? God does. God does. So sometimes wicked men, God use them as his instrument. But God, does God, Cornelius, does God make these wicked men do wicked things? No. These wicked men will do wicked things by themselves. Understand that? And Satan goes to say, God, I want to make these wicked men do these wicked things, to tempt them. God says, yes, men will do their wicked thing by themselves and God will use them to judge sinners on earth. But God never asks Satan to do anything wicked. God himself does not tempt men with wickedness. Men will simply do their own wicked things by themselves. 
Okay. Brenda, okay? Oh, you're leaning sideways. I thought you're trying to think. Alright? Okay, so yes, that is another possible reason that we think of. Now, this is linked to another question because the person also asked this. Where is it? Okay, now we come to this. Now, why does God allow pests? So this question is asked. Jesse, right Jesse? Jesse asked, why does God allow man to be tested? Now the question is this. If God allowed Satan to tempt Adam and Eve, is it God's testing? So young ones, huh? when you sin, when you sin, is it always because Satan makes you sin? Is it always because Satan makes you sin? No. Very often you sin because of willful sin. Okay? We, so when your daddy and mommy tell you to stop doing that, don't always blame Satan. Okay? Now, so this question is this. Adam and Eve. Okay, Adam and Eve. When God allowed Satan appearing in the form of the... What? To tempt Eve. Is God testing Adam and Eve? Sing it. Is God testing Adam and Eve? Okay. Jennifer, what do you think is God testing Adam and Eve? Okay, we turn to Genesis. Turn to Genesis. Okay, let's look at chapter two. Now let's read verses chapter chapter two, verses sixteen to seventeen. Genesis 2, 16 to 17. Shall we read together? And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest eat freely, but of the tree of knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. So, uh, Noah, is God... God told Adam, God told Adam these words, right? When God said this word, was it to Adam or Eve? We just read. To Adam. Okay, to Adam. Eve was created after that. Talk to Adam. When Satan came to tempt. Now, can Satan come and tempt Adam? Yes. Um, did Satan choose Eve to tempt? Because Eve didn't exactly, God didn't exactly tell Eve directly. Okay, that one I'll ask, I'll answer another time, but the question, Sherry, can you help me take down this question? The question is this, did, did Satan choose Eve to tempt because Eve did not hear directly from God? Adam taught her. Hmm? So did Satan do that? Is there an answer to that? We answer another week, okay? But we take down that question. What <coughs> answer to that? Now, so... Can Satan go and tempt Adam and Eve without God's permission? Phoebe, can Satan go tempt Adam and Eve without God knowing and without God's permission? Can or not? 
know. Alright? God is always in control. So, when God allowed Satan to tempt Adam and Eve, why did God allow it? So, Jesse's question is, is it a test? What do you mean by test, Jesse? So they can stand in the garden. So that they can stand in the garden. So, Jesse's question is, is it a test? So that if they pass, the test need to pass, right? If they pass the test, they can stay in the garden. They can stay in Eden. They can stay in the garden. So is this a test? Yes, it is a test. It is a test. What is that test? You cannot eat of the tree of uh, knowledge of good or evil. Then there's the other tree of life. Now, uh, Susan, why does God want to test? Why is there a test? Why? Why is there a test? Say again. Obedience. Test their obedience. Yes, correct. Now please look at Genesis chapter 2. Now let look at verse 17. Verse 17 says, For in that day thou in that day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. What is this surely die? Means you will, I, you will no longer have eternal life in heaven with me, but you will surely die physical death, and spiritually you shall be dead. In other words, you will go to hell. Go to hell. Understand that? You will go to hell. Now, Shalomia. What do you think this test is about? See whether they will obey him, trust him. Um, Jennifer, what fruit is on this tree? What fruit? No, no, Phoebe, you know what fruit, right? What fruit is it? You also don't know. Samuel, what fruit? Jesse, you want to try? The fruit that will produce the knowledge of good and evil walk. Yes, Caleb, you're not answer. What's your favorite fruit? You don't have a favorite fruit like me. Okay. What fruit? You want to answer? Is what? Sorry. He says durian. <laughs> durian. Yes, last one. Hurry up. Don't know. Huh? Oh, the Bible did not say what fruit it is. Alright, so Jesse and Chloe, the Bible did not say what fruit it is, but this fruit you take from this tree, there's this fruit, you will have the knowledge of good and evil. Alright? And you will die. So, can you eat any fruit? Hmm? Maggie, can you eat any fruit on earth? Or we must better find out what fruit that is so we don't happen to accidentally eat that fruit. No. So then, then uh, Hannah, uh, Clara, why? So what's wrong with eating fruits? Because you don't eat. What is sin? Sin is simply disobedience to God. Understand that. It's not about that fruit. It's not, oh, let's find out what that fruit is. Better not eat that fruit. Sin is, the definition of sin is disobedience to God's command. 
disobedience to God's command. Yes, no, you want to say that? Uh, I was asking if God like destroyed the fruit. Or if God destroyed the fruit, you have to answer another time. Did God talk about this tree after that? No, God did talk about the tree of life, but not this tree. Yes, last one. The tree would have died by now. Well, it's a tree of life. Is the tree of life mentioned again? Xingyuan, Xingyuan. You always sit together to trick me, right? Xingyuan. <laughs> <laughs> Say again. In Revelation, the tree of life is mentioned again. Alright? So this tree of life did not die. Did not die. God talked about it again. In fact, God guarded it. So it's a tree that's like that. Now the test is this. It is a test, Jesse. It is, you're correct. It is a test. It is a test of whether they would obey God. It's not about eating the fruit. When they disobey God, it means they sin. Now what happens if they sin, then God says you will die. Now what is the test? God is the test of whether you die or will you live forever without sin, with God. So Jesse, the test is this. God says, I'm going to put you on probation. Um, Shalomia, explain probation. You will always be my help in class to explain difficult words to the young ones. Because you think like that. What is probation? Oh, you, you don't know what it means? Probation. Probation means a period of time where you are tested. And during that period, you must pass the test. If you fail the test, then you're out. Okay? Probation. So Jesse, this, during this time is a probation time. God says, you will go through a test. If you obey me, you will live. If you disobey me, you will go to, you will die, physically, spiritually. It was a test, and they, they passed the test, Jesse? They didn't, they didn't pass the test. And because they didn't pass the test, we are born sinners because of that. If they pass the test, Caleb, what will happen? If they pass the test, what will happen to us? We will live forever. So, if, if Adam and Eve pass the test, Jesse, it was a test, then all their offspring, us down here, we will, have, we will live forever. We will not go to hell. And we will not commit sin. Okay, Jesse, so that was a, it was a test, a probation period. Okay? Now, there was another question that then the person asked. Now, so, so the person asked, so if, if Adam had not sinned and would not die, this would mean that the world, the earth would become filled with people. Will God have created another place for humans to live? Other worlds. What do you think? Parents exam, they ask, I send to you to answer. <laughs> Alright? What do you think? Say Adam and Eve, if Adam and Eve didn't what? Then they just keep giving birth, giving birth, giving birth, giving birth. More and more and more and more people. Then run out of space. Will God have to create another world for them? Anna, what do you think? Outer space. Jupiter. God sent men to Jupiter. What do you think? 
Probably. Probably. Now, God doesn't say these things, so we don't know. So I'm trying to answer based on what we see. Now, is God a God who knows everything? Yes. God knows the future? Yes. Hmm? Now, even if man did not fall into sin, God will know how much space is needed. How much space is needed? Did God, at, did God, does God at a certain point say no more marriages? Sing Yuan? Are we, are we going to forever keep getting married, keep getting married, keep having children, keep having children, keep having children? Sing Yuan? No. No, what do you think? Oh, Samuel, what do you think? Well, did God say human beings will keep getting married, keep getting married forever? Marriage will always be there and you keep giving, giving birth to children until explosion. <laughs> hmm? Say again. I understand. Oh, you don't understand. Will men forever and ever always get married and keep giving birth to children? Some people won't get married. Yes. Well, um, in the Bible, God does say to that you have to have children to get married. Like if you can. God does say that you have to get children to get married. Yes, if you get married, you must have children. Very good principle. Huh? You study Genesis. Should Christians say, I want to get married but don't want to have children? It's not biblical. Mm, it's not biblical. So God now in heaven, right? I know Sing Yuan is gonna say that. God says in heaven is there marriage. There come a point God says, all my elect, all my safe one have come home. Well, does he still command keep getting married and have a lot of children? No, there's come a point of time God says no more marriages. No more birth. During the 1,000 years, are there marriages and are there birth? Yes. Alright? After this, no more birth. No more marriages. That's it. That's it. So, it will, God also knows at the point of time, no more. That's it. Will there be a physical earth after the great white throne judgment? Killer. Will there be a physical earth after the final great white throne judgment? Will there be a physical earth? Turn to Revelation. Please turn to Revelation. Chapter 21. Okay, quick, quick. Revelation chapter 21. Revelation chapter 21, shall we read verse 1? And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away. And there was no more sea. And then there's all the description. So please remember that after the final great white throne judgment, there is a physical new heaven, there's a physical new earth. Okay, what will this earth, new earth not have? Huh? Very good. Yeah. There will be no sea in this, this new heaven and earth. Why? I don't know why. But there's no sea. Okay? If you love, if you love the sea, look at it as much as possible. There's one time, there will be no more sea. Okay? But the glory of God, the beauty of God, you won't think about sea anymore. The glory and the beauty of God will be so wonderful. Yeah? There are no more seas, any rivers and lakes. I think it, ref I think it refers to... Now, there will be some description of certain water, I don't know, but I'm not sure. Let me go and be very sure, all right? Will there be lakes? Lakes, are you? <coughs> lakes and rivers. 
Where's that verse? Okay, I will come back with that answer. Ah, now, turn to Revelation chapter 22. Revelation 22. Revelation 22. Let's read together verse 1 and 2. Let's read together. And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God, of the Lamb. In the midst of the street of it, in the side of the river, was there the tree of life, and bare forth manner of fruits, which yielded the fruit every month, and leaves of the tree were for healing of nations. Okay, so that's your answer. Now, uh, why was I saying this? Huh? What's the question? Oh yes, at some point God says no more marriages, there will be physical up enough for everyone to stay. Why are you worried you have to share a room with your brother again? Eh? <laughs> Is that why? I don't know why you ask that. Alright, so there will be enough room for everyone. God will plan for it, so don't worry. Actually, someone asked before this question. Since we are here, I will answer this question now. Now, the, the person, can you see Revelation chapter 22, verse 2? Can you see the last part? That there is this tree of life for healing of the nation. For healing of the nation. So, it's already heaven and then it's, it's this perfect world. There is no more sin. No more sin means no more sickness. If no more sickness, let me ask, so the person asks, why do we still need healing? Why do we still need healing? Why do we still need healing when there's no sin, no sin, no sickness? It's very difficult now. This healing is not talking about healing sickness. This healing is talking about, about giving life, giving joy. Understand that? It is talking about you will always not feel sad. You will not feel um, uh, pain, that kind of thing. So it will always be providing that kind of joy in heaven. It's talking about that healing. Not, not that there's sin and needs to be healed. Not that there's sickness and needs to be healed. Okay, so now, uh, Noah, alright, so God will provide enough space and even if Adam and Eve did not sin, God would have provided enough space. And also we learn that at a certain point, God does say, no more marriages. Okay? Answer your question? Okay. Now, um, why did not get rid of sin? Ah, okay, this one a bit more difficult. How do you explain Eve's sin? So we're back to the garden, huh? Back to the garden. How do you explain Eve's sin of lust and changing God's word? Okay, turn to Genesis chapter 2. Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3, last question about garden again. Genesis chapter 3. Now let's let's read from verses one, um, verses 1 to 6. Verses 1 to 6, let's read together. 
Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Ye hath God said, Ye shall not eat of the tree of garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said, You shall surely die. For God doth know that in the day that ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and then ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Verse 6, And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and it was pleasant to the eyes, and inside, to make one wise, she took and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. Okay, so now, the person question is this. So, the person question is, now, here is Adam and Eve. Satan tempted Eve. Now, Satan spoke to Eve. Jesse, okay. When an animal talks to you, what should you do? Um. Run away. <laughs> Alright? She kept talking to this. She sure says, this is not good. This doesn't seem right. I should go look for my husband. Now, she continued the conversation. Alright, she continued the conversation. So the person asked, notice that she changed God's word. Hmm? She changed God's word. Um, um, what God said was not what she said. She added things. And she also deleted things. So the person asked, before she even ate of the fruit. Okay, you want durian, eh? Before she even ate, before that there's no thorns. Right, no thorns. So durian that comes smooth. Now, before God ate of that, before Eve ate of that fruit, Eve already sinned, right? Eve already changed God's word. Changed God's word. So she's, so the question is, what's the question? Does it mean that they could sin before they ate of the fruit? Does it mean that man can sin before they ate of this? I repeat, huh? the question is this. I think the answer is very straightforward. Maybe that's not what she's asking. Before Eve ate of the fruit, she already changed God's word. She already, in a sense, sinned. So the question is, before even man took of the fruit, ate of the fruit in disobedience, they could sin already. Is that true or not? Do you understand the question? Clara, do you understand the question? No. Who understand the question? Ignatius. Before Eve took of the fruit, the question is, does it mean that before she ate of the fruit, man could already sin? Hmm? Why do you say yes? Very good. Men have free will. Now, at this time, men have free will, right? Men could choose genuinely to sin or not to sin. Genuine free will. Not like today. Men could choose. So before even Eve partook of this fruit, in this ultimate disobedience, she already could disobey God. Understand that? In fact, in her mind, she already start thinking that when the temptation, when the temptation was happening, she was already thinking. Hmm? But 
And then the ultimate sin is when you commit, committed it. Now let's turn, how do we know? Look at Genesis, uh, can you turn finally to James chapter 1 please? Back to James chapter 1 and then we are done. James chapter 1. Now this is the description of exactly what he was going through. James chapter 1. Can we read from verses 13 to 15? James chapter 1 verses 13 to 15. Reading. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempted he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. And when lust of conceit, it bringeth forth sin. And sin, when it's finished, it bringeth forth death. Can you see the sequence? Satan tempt. Satan tempt. Man drawn away. What does drawn away mean, Jesse? They did not follow God. They start to follow their sin, a sinful thought. So that so he was being drawn away already. Alright, instead of stopping at that time, she allowed herself to continue to be drawn away with evil. Then what happened? Verse 15. Now she began to have lust in her heart. She began to have lust in her heart. She don't want to obey God fully. And then verse 15, when lust have conceived, bring her for sin. Sin bring her for death. At this point, she decided, okay, I'm gonna eat it. He conceived. She take it, she ate it, and then it bring forth death. This is how you know you fall into sin. How do you fall into sin? Is temptation sin? Samuel, is Satan coming to Eve? When Satan came to Eve, have Eve sinned already? No, right? This is temptation only. When you are facing temptation, it is not sin. You are doing your, you are doing your homework, or you are doing your exam. Then you don't know the answer. Huh? You don't answer. Then you're tempted to look at your neighbor's answer and write it down. You're tempted. At that time, your heart wants to do it. And then your friend's paper is all open to you. That is That's temptation. Understand? That is temptation. Temptation is not sin. When Satan was tempting me, Eve has not sinned yet. Sin happens when the lust is conceived. You begin to follow your heart now. And then, next thing you do is, you go and look at it and you do it. Then, sin, conceive. So, what happens when temptation happens? What should you do, Brenda, when temptation happens? Pray in your heart, what else can you do? So, temptation happens, Kayla, when temptation happens, what do you do? See whether daddy and mommy is looking. <laughs> when temptation happens, what do you do? Ignore it. Uh, ignore it is one. Satan should just ignore. Why are you talking to me? Right? Temptation that the paper is there. Ignore it. Yes, no. What do you do? Run away. Run away. The Bible says flee. Flee, right? Why is flee? Not free, yeah? Flee. Run away. Certain sins especially. Lust of the flesh, certain sins. Run away when you grow up, young girls. Boys will tempt you to sin. A boy will tempt girls to sin. Or girls will tempt you to sin. Any sin you say that sin, I'm tempted, I run away. If you like a boy, you should not. 
until you grown up. That's <laughs> it forever. Uh, you're tempted. Your friends have boyfriends, have girlfriends. You don't have to be temptation. Flee. Ignore it. Ignore it. Pray in your heart. Very good. But fleeing is the most important. Don't stand there and keep praying. Uh, God, I don't want to sin. God, I don't want to sin. God, I don't want to sin. Hmm? Ignore it. Flee. Pray and do something. Pray and do something. When Joseph was tempted by Potiphar's wife, he ran away, right? So fleeing is very good. Thank you. Why was I answering this? Um, so yes, can men, can Eve sin before she take? Yes, because she had free will. She could, she did not flee. Now let me ask you one last question. Was this her only sin? Eating the fruit, was it her only sin? You think about it. Esther, you say no. What else? She gave it to Adam. She what? Oh, she tempted Adam. She tempted Adam. Okay. What else? Now, she is married to Adam, right? She should have, when it comes to spiritual things, she should have looked for Adam. Adam, what should I do? But instead, she decided, she took, and she going to tempt the husband also. Right? She should have looked for her husband. The hitchin. He should have remembered what the husband said. What the husband taught her. What God taught the husband to teach her. Right? So she already fell into many problems already. Yes, I never thought of it this way. No. Does, is Satan the only one who tempts? Yes, actually true. We tempt others also. Uh, I preach this morning. Don't be a Christian that tempts other Christians to sin. Uh, young boys, when you play, don't be so violent. Right? Sometimes I watch your play. Wow, so rough. Then you make the other, the other boy play very rough and then they start to hurt the girls. Mm? So don't make other boys sin also. So be very careful. Girls the same. Mm? Don't tempt other girls to sin. So, yes, we, wives, we can tempt husband to sin. Husband, we can tempt wives to sin. We can cause each other to sin. So not always Satan. So now you have another issue. Satan, oh no, not Satan. My, don't blame others. Adam, can he blame Eve? Jeff Faith, can Adam blame Eve for, for, for partaking the food? He can. He can, but should he? No, he should not. No. Right, it's real English. <laughs> yes, can he? So you answer correctly. Yes, he can. Right? But he shouldn't, correct? He shouldn't. He shouldn't. He should not. But he did blame. After we fall, we always blame. Understand? Husband, you like to blame your wife? Wife, you like to blame your husband? Why is all this behavior? After the fall, those are our behavior. Uh, boys and girls, don't always blame other people. When we sin, we sin. Don't blame others. And don't tell others to sin. Right, so today's lesson, I hope you remember. Should we tell others to sin? No. When we sin, should we always blame Satan? Blame others? No. When we sin, admit to God we have sinned, ask God to forgive us and repent. Okay? Alright, so many questions about the garden. There are some more others. Oh, next, next time I ask, I will answer this question. Why did... Eve, why did serpent choose Eve? Is that your question? No one? Why did the serpent choose Eve? Now that's a very interesting question. And theologians have debated of it many, many years. Many for years and years. Uh, I have my own I have my own thinking also. Why 
Satan will choose Eve to tempt him. So you'll go back and think, alright? Then you'll come back and, and try your answer. And why would the serpent choose Eve and not choose Adam? Now let us pray.